0: Hi, this is Zach. And Kayla. This week is brought to you by Dos Fincas uh, Malbec out of Mendoza, Argentina. And of course, the old standbys PBR and um, Eagle Rare bourbon.
1: I'm drinking the Malbec. I know it's spring, but I just can't get over them.
0: I'm drinking the other boozes.
1: And we are bar hopping and house shopping. Thanks for joining us today.
0: And we'll have some, I guess, promising news later on in the episode. So stick around unless you're bored already. Stay tuned.
1: (laughs) So, uh, first thing we have for you today is you know, we've gone through the whole, well, most of the home buying process. We're still kind of stuck on the home buying part of it, but you guys are probably ready to move along. So we wanted to do some tips on what to do after you buy your first home. So congratulations if you're out there and you bought your first home. Here are some of Zach and I's favorite tips. And then we'll share uh, this full article from the Lenders Network on our social media at Bar Shopping after the episode. So um, you'll be able to find it there if you want to read the full thing. Do you want to start?
0: Yeah, uh, the first one is pretty obvious. Tell everyone about your new address. Um, I think that's something everybody probably does already.
1: Maybe not everyone you need to tell. Like, don't post it on social media.
0: You don't want people to come by and rob your house?
1: No, I don't need people knowing where I live. Especially my social media friends. Not all my, I love most of my social media friends, but not everyone on social media needs to know where I live. What do you mean by that? I don't know. Like, maybe text your mom. My grandpa, he always asks where I'm living now.
0: Hi, Mom. I think a good one is get a professional deep clean done.
1: Oh, that's what I was going to say. Oh. That was going to be mine. Well, we've already
0: been looking at getting the ducts clean, but I guess you could pay someone to marry maids or whatever to come in and. Clean up the house.
1: Yeah, honestly, you. Oh know we left your house
0: pretty clean when we sold it.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say you can do it yourself. Some sellers clean before they move out. We were actually talking about this today at work. Like Sally was saying, I did not. I told, I called the buyers and I said I did not have time to clean before I moved out, because they were moving in like the same day that she was moving out, and so that would be a quick turnaround. So a lot of people don't have time to clean. But this house, um, I mean, I think houses need to be. I would like to do my own
0: personal cleaning. What, what about you? I don't know. I've left every place I've moved out of and, like, cleaner than I moved into. So I think I'm pretty good about that.
1: We When we, when we moved you out of your apartment, that apartment was cleaner than when it
0: was built. Mm-hmm.
1: I it mean, helps that
0: I pretty much lived in a sterile environment by myself for two years. Yeah,
1: you're weird. No one does that. <laughs> but even things that you hadn't cleaned, like baseboards, I cleaned those. I know. It you was, did a good job. It was sparkling. You got all of your deposit back. So, yeah, I think, I mean, you can always clean the house yourself when you move in. But honestly, like.
0: In the long run, what's, what's uh, 100 to 200 bucks? that's even on the high end not
1: expensive yeah and honestly you might want them to just come in and get the first layer out because some houses whenever I bought my house before it was so disgusting I told you this I did not hire cleaners though I went through and I worked on cleaning the kitchen and dining room floors for an entire week yeah
0: you just gotta look at what is your time worth
1: I mean that's disgusting i should have hired cleaners
0: even people do it like they'll have the maid service come, or i call it maid service or whatever
1: that's what it's called they
0: come in like you keep it you know day-to-day clean but they come in and do the deep cleaning for you once a month or whatever and it's like 60 or 80 bucks like it's not you don't have to ball that hard to afford a cleaning service
1: usually if you sign up for like a bi-weekly service with them it's discounted heavily but I think they do a deep clean if it's in if the house is empty, yeah. which would be nice. Like you do all the baseboards clean. Honestly, cleaning out a refrigerator of a house that I didn't mess up the refrigerator in. And same goes for microwaves, is my least favorite thing. That is freaking gross. Like I don't know what this weird liquid substance that suddenly hardened in your refrigerator is. You know?
0: Yeah. You watch too much uh, Law and Order.
1: Maybe, but it's also just it's probably growth. semen. Maybe it's probably se- blood. It's usually blood.
0: Blood and semen. Bogers, all the gross. What else? Um.
1: <coughs> That's usually your job.
0: Oh, set up all the utilities, cable, and internet. Yeah, I usually Which leave that Usually, to Zach. is really easy until I moved to Missouri and found out that just getting your water. Transferred over is uh, part of my French fucking nightmare.
1: Honestly, I've done that before, and this time that you had to do it, I'm sorry you had to go through that. I did not think it was going to be that hard.
0: Actually, to show up in person and like bring an ID and all this <laughs> other paperwork, and I've literally, seventy nine. I've re- literally on every other place I've lived, just told me, <laughs> "Hey, I moved in here now. Put the utilities in my name." Okay, cool. I'll pay you money every month. No, these people were ridiculous, and they're not the friendliest, and it's out in the way out by Slope Park or whatever. In Kansas City. Yeah. And finally, it took a while. I was like, oh, maybe we just took a while to get in our names, and they're like, no, we just never moved it over, (laughs) because even though when you left that day, we told you everything was cool, we decided not to put it in your name, so here's a $350 back bill.
1: We need to pay that.
0: No, they're supposed to send us a new one because they're taking a bunch of money off it because they fucked up. okay, good.
1: And they made, because my name's on the lease, they made me call. And honestly, babe, like when I called, they were like, I was like, hey, I'm supposed to call and verify that I'm on the lease so that my name, our water can get switched over into mine and Zach's name. And they were like, uh, what? And I was like, Um, I need to verify an account (laughs) or something. I'm just on instruction here. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, you good. And I was like, uh, okay, (laughs) thanks. Peace out. What? It was ridiculous. I think my, um, favorite one on this list is window treatments. Because here's why. So, anything, when you're buying a house, anything that's screwed on, um, screwed into the wall, like, attached to the house has to stay, which a lot of times that means curtain rods or blinds. But I've, well, and you guys have rented or bought your own home, but I... My last house that I bought did not come with any windy, window coverings. And their window coverings, when you're buying a lot of them, can be really expensive. So I just kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. But whenever I finally went in and bought blinds, I would got the two-inch white shades that look like they're wood, but they're not as expensive as wood. They're like vinyl blinds, but they look nicer because they're two inches instead of the little skinny one-inch ones. They look fancier, and they come with, like, a fake molding to put on the top. That, when I finally did that, my house felt like a home.
0: I wish I had a two-inch blind.
1: (laughs) I mean, curtains help, too, but getting, like, nice blinds, I think, makes you feel kind of established. Mm -hmm. So those are my favorites.
0: Another one is Meet Your Neighbors, which I've never owned a house. I've lived in houses and apartments and... Didn't really care to meet my neighbors. I'd rather them just. You're so
1: antisocial.
0: No, as long as they're quiet and whatever, I don't really need to know you. I don't. I don't care.
1: I was just talking to. I got enough
0: friends already.
1: Friend um, Brittany today, and um, she actually might be a guest coming up soon, which will be really fun to have her. She's a single girl and bought her own house last spring around this time and went through like kind of the nightmare that we're going through too. So she has a similar experience in trying to buy. Um, but it'll be good to hear from her anyway. She, <laughs> Oh, by the way, Zach, I invited Brittany to be a guest on the podcast. That's <laughs> anyway, she's awesome. So it'll be good. And um, I was talking to her about, she needs to get a tree cut down in her yard. Uh, it's dead. And I was like, Oh, well, let me know if you need contacts Zach knows people you can reach out to. And she said her neighbors gave her a list of people to talk to. And one of her neighbors actually will do it. And then her other neighbors, not the neighbor that will cut the tree down, but the other ones kind of narked on him. And they were like, he's old school, so you can negotiate with him. And she's like, I'm going to offer to pay cash because I might get a lower price. I'm like, that is actually brilliant. You should do that. And so she's a smart cookie. And I think knowing your neighbors has its advantages.
0: Right. It's nice that you can get that stuff done for cheap, which all my friends do and stuff. But unless you know them well, most of those places are not licensed, bonded, or insured. So if they accidentally drop the tree onto your house or... A neighbor's house or fence, so you're on a...
1: It's very trust. You have to be very trusting, basically, is what you're saying. You're on the
0: hook for that.
1: Yeah, you're being trusting, right? Uh
0: Mm Uh-huh. Because I've helped cut down some trees, and it doesn't always go as planned.
1: (laughs) Trees don't just fall the way you want them to?
0: I've seen some professionals do it that can drop a tree right between two houses without hitting anything, which is very impressive.
1: And it's perfect. It is really impressive.
0: But that's why you pay thousands of dollars to have them do it. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. I told her it would be really expensive if she got, like, a fancy company to do it. But they know what they're doing. And we will share the rest of that article, Tips for First-Time Homebuyers, um, on our social media. Zach will share it. He's our Twitter guru, at Bar Shopping.
0: I'm not that good at Twitter.
1: I mean, people like your tweets. Isn't that what you're going for?
0: Yeah, I've got like 20-something followers, so.
1: <laughs> okay, people don't follow you, but they love your tweets.
0: If you need an influencer that <laughs> influences a handful of people, let me know.
1: <laughs> uh, and I would be one of them, probably. <laughs> anyway, um, on to our bar hopping adventures for the last week.
0: Yeah, where did we go? It's, we went we started places. last
1: weekend at Brick House.
0: Oh, Brick House for brunch.
1: They have a beautiful patio. Very cool.
0: It was full. So patio we had to sit full. inside.
1: The weather was beautiful last weekend.
0: Looked like there were some girls and I saw one guy doing a, like a dad bar crawl or something like that. They had... <laughs> Dad, cargo shorts with T-shirts tucked in, belts, uh, socks and sandals or socks, long white socks and New Balance shoes. You know, your typical dad accoutrement.
1: I think it was like a dad themed birthday party or something.
0: So they were uh, pretty much mocking all you Midwest Southern dads that probably don't (laughs) listen to our podcast. But people do. Your dad probably looks like that as well.
1: And like the what is it the end on the shoe the int white oh. sneaks oh with it's the a, end.
0: it's like the New Balance like eight tens or eight thirties or yeah, something like that the you. typical dad shoe yes
1: Hawaiian shirt or T shirt tucked in with the pocket the pocket tee yeah
0: it's just one dad's ran out of fucks to give and just no I'm like going it's for just comfort like
1: that is what all dads wear so why would you not
0: or I don't know what looks good for my body anymore
1: maybe they think it does look good.
0: Maybe that is the best way to dress a dad bod.
1: No, Have you get... ever seen a dad bod dressed well?
0: Yeah, you want fitted clothes, even if you're a little chubby. I mean, a
1: tucked-in t-shirt is fitted, babe.
0: Well, no, that accentuates your <laughs> gut. You want a fitted t-shirt, untucked usually, or do a French fitted tuck.
1: Fitted t-shirt untucked? No, not with a belly.
0: No, not fitted for your body type. No, like it's usually people that are chubby go way too big with their clothes. They get a too, they're wearing too big a shirts, too big a shorts. You could do a little French tuck, like our buddy Tan on Queer Eye recommends for <laughs> everybody, including the chubby guys.
1: He does, yeah. French tuck is recommended.
0: Most people just don't dress for their body types.
1: Yeah, people do. Try you should to just stay. never
0: fully tuck in a t-shirt, really ever.
1: I, no, not for women
0: or anybody. You're saying for men. Anybody and no general, women I don't
1: think. tucking your t- your shirt in fully is in right now.
0: Okay, maybe women can do it, but.
1: Yes, women can do it, especially some, if you, especially if you have a small waist. Okay,
0: if you have a gut, don't do it.
1: <laughs> okay, that's a
0: good. Anybody, I guess.
1: Which what would you define as a gut? Now that we're here, we have to go there. Uh,
0: they call some people call it a dicky do. What a if your if, if your gut sticks out farther than your dick do?
1: <laughs>
0: okay. If you haven't seen your penis in a few years standing up, you probably shouldn't tuck your shirt in.
1: Oh my, oh my, oh my. Okay, I'm going to take us back. Um, Breakhouse was really full for brunch. Uh, We went because we have a give and partake passport. Buy one, get one brunch entree. Um, I had coffee because I was still on my month hiatus without alcohol, which cheers to me because I did a month without alcohol. Except for the beer festival, which I said way before was going to be an exception. Um, So I had coffee, which was great. You had bottomless, Momo says.
0: I did. They're all right. A little heavy on the juice.
1: (laughs) Uh, Food was eh. It was just eh. B minus.
0: They're like, But there it was B- like, minus. it was like ten dollars for a.
1: What did you think?
0: Yeah. What was, was your letter grade? Maybe a C plus to a B minus or. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It was. It. I mean it. It did its job.
1: However, the breakfast burrito did look good, and neither one of us got that, so I think I might want to go back and try either breakfast burrito or biscuits and gravy because those biscuits were good too. So maybe we'll go back again and try it.
0: It was a very limited menu. It's like, if you order this, you get your eggs this way. I like that. You can't do anything else.
1: Sometimes it's just easier whenever you're a little bit hungover in the morning to not make decisions. How do you want your eggs?
0: Uh... (laughs) It's like Ford Ford back in the day. You can get any color as long as it's black.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Um, So that was fun. And then we went to look at houses after that. And then we went bowling at Ward Parkway Lane's. I was very bad.
0: You just got to find your sweet spot. Got,
1: thank you for that little stretching noise, Bill. Um, Zach did great. I did a lot of gutter bowls, but it was fun. They do, what, $12 Budweiser pitchers or something? All the time.
0: It's like 10 and some change, I think, which isn't bad. Yeah. Their bowling's a little expensive, I think, for
1: I think the it's uh, a little
0: atmosphere, expensive. but...
1: Yeah, I think it's a little pricey
0: too. but The time to go is Thursdays from 9.30 till close, which is around 1 o'clock. It's all you can bowl for like $13, including your shoes.
1: But we didn't do that because I...
0: Thursdays is hard. I mean, that's, a, why they, that's why they do it. No one really wants to go out on Thursdays. I was a
1: baby last Thursday. I wanted to... Zach was like trying to take me to dinner and butter me up so that I would go bowling. And I just... I let him take me to dinner, but then I didn't want <laughs> to...
0: Went has some nice sashimi at Bob's Wasabi, which is Yum. Oh, great! Oh,
1: oh, you okay, bud?
0: Should if you're in Kansas City or visiting, definitely go there.
1: Yeah, it's on uh, West 39th Street, and um, they're amazing. Every time we go, great food, great service. I had my first canned Pellegrino there. Really. I didn't. I thought I was drinking the flavored carbonated water, but it was like it's basically like an orange soda. You instead. got the
0: orange flavored, yeah.
1: It wasn't good. It was too sweet. Um, and then I also went to brunch with my girlfriends last week, so I'm gonna talk for a minute. Uh, Cause Zach wasn't there. I went bar hopping without him. Kind of. We tried out the this new place. It's been in Kansas City for, I think, less than a year. It's called Crossroads Hotel, which, um, as you might think, hotel, bar, it was a little bit more expensive than what we would normally do. Uh, but the rooftop, which is where we had brunch, they had a limited menu for Cinco de Mayo. They had walking tacos, a sopa, and... Maybe one other thing. And then they had three different kinds of margaritas, mimosa, maybe one other drink. Anyway, so the drinks were a little bit more pricey than we would normally pay, but they were good. It was, I had a spicy margarita. It was delicious. And I had the walking tacos and they were good. They charged me an extra $4 to put meat on them. 4 or $5? $5, I think, for meat. Uh, Carnitas, which is not even an expensive meat.
0: Not a bad deal for street meat.
1: But the views, well, that was extra on top of the walking tacos.
0: I know. Oh,
1: (laughs) it was like $12 for walking tacos, $5 for street meat. And then the views of Kansas City were amazing. It was beautiful. And the patio was huge, and they have a bochi court up there. Which was very cool. What was that? Bocce.
0: Oh, is that like bocce?
1: It's bocce, <laughs> bocce ball. Um, that's what the Italians say, I think.
0: I don't hang out with Italians.
1: <laughs> I think that's what they say. Um, so anyway, uh, it was great. So I would highly recommend going there for a cocktail hour or something like that. Because just the atmosphere was very cool. And obviously you're paying for the atmosphere. It was also not crowded. We went to brunch at noon. There was nobody there. What time did I come home? Do you remember? Like three?
0: Two or three, yeah.
1: So by the time I came home, it was starting to fill up. People were starting to get there. But at noon, it was totally desolate. It was crazy. It was very beautiful, though. I'd highly recommend it. And Crossroads Hotel um, if you're not from Kansas city and you're going to visit is beautiful. Lots of cool mid century, modern furniture, lots of cool light fixtures and, you know, mood lighting. And anyway, it's beautiful. So I would highly recommend it. And, um, I've been following them on Instagram for about six months and they do a lot of really cool events there. So it might be fun to go to one of those sometime.
0: So then you came home from brunch and we decided to go to Char Bar, which is a... It
1: was a beautiful day.
0: It was. Um, barbecue place. That's, I think, is just okay. A lot of people love it.
1: Known for their patio.
0: Huge patio with games. Um, croquet. Bocce ball. Bags. Um, ping pong. Ping pong. So we took... We went out there. Took Bill with us.
1: He was so good.
0: Had a bunch of drinks and just hung, hung <laughs> out in the sun.
1: <laughs> the waiter tried to cut us off.
0: Well, he was tabbing us. He, he, <laughs> he didn't want to. He didn't want to work anymore. That, though
1: he just kept bringing us our check. So
0: we hung out there for a while, and then um, <laughs> Bill made friends with some people. He did. He did good, huh? He was really the only dog out there, I guess.
1: Yeah. There were a couple of cuties that came in towards the end, but he did really good. He's not usually the best people person, but he did great, I thought.
0: Well, that was on Sunday, mm-hmm. so... It was
1: so beautiful. All we did was sit at a table and, like,
0: have beers delivered to us.
1: That If that isn't heaven, I don't know what is.
0: It was really nice. <laughs> and then went back to work for the week until last night, I guess Thursday.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We went to the Royals rally at the Boulevard Brewing.
1: Kansas City Royals rally.
0: Everybody should know who they are.
1: I don't think that they do.
0: They're not doing that great this year, but... Um,
1: <laughs> Go Royals!
0: Went there and paid ten dollars to get a koozie, but they had to call them coolie cups for legal reasons. <laughs> Plus, your first beer
1: was included. Yeah. Yep,
0: and then a bunch of tastings.
1: That was fun. What was your then,
0: favorite thing you tasted? I don't know. I, everything I drank, i pretty much already tasted. So,
1: all—I all guess I had, an,
0: I had an easy sport. Yeah, my, I tried one fling. Oh, fling cocktail—they're new. Pre-mixed cocktails are pretty good. I had the blood orange and vodka. What did you try?
1: I tried the gin and tonic and the Mai Tai. Uh, Both good. Very good. Mai Tai is a little sweeter if you are into sweeter drinks. But here's the thing. I thought that those cocktails were like some sort of malt liquor or something. But they actually used the liquor. So Zach's blood orange vodka actually had vodka in it. The gin, and, cucumber gin and lime, I think is what it's called. I think so. They're both local.
0: They're both local distillers. Uh,
1: yeah, they use local distillers. Um, the vodka is three sixty. The gin is from that.
0: Uh, Was it Restless Spirits Restless or something? Restless
1: Spirits gin.
0: Like? Mai Tai. They had to import the rum. No one really does. They rum imported the here. rum.
1: Uh, and would we want them to? No, probably not. Um, but. They were good, and they have real liquor in them. The favorite thing I tried was Boss Tom's from Boulevard. It was um, back gold- for their 30th anniversary. Yeah,
0: golden bach, just on on tap.
1: If anyone knows me, I love a good golden. Retriever, beer, bach, whatever. Yeah, sorry, Bill. He heard me say that, and I didn't, he didn't like it.
0: And then we met some baseball players. Yeah, Whit Merrifield
1: got, got our coolies signed.
0: Some of them I didn't know. Just old, angry. I only knew who it was.
1: I only knew who it was. I'm going to be honest.
0: There was another. Uh, that
1: other guy was grumpy though. What did he say to me? Oh, okay. So this older guy, some Royals player, I was. He was signing, and he had black marker all over his hand, and I like. Said something about his hand being, having black all over it. Like as a joke, he did not know it was a joke. What did he say to me? As I was walking away, he wasn't brave enough to say it to my face. He said it when you were still there.
0: He was like, you tried doing this for hours or something like that.
1: What a sass. What a freaking sassafras! Who was that? Do you know? I don't know. Get your your coolie. Some old white guy. I can't
0: read any of those anyways.
1: What you can read? A huge W.
0: Only well, because you know he signed it, and some of them are nice enough to put their number on there, so that's easier easier way to identify it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What, what an ass, though. So rude, isn't it?
0: Yeah. It was. And then after that, we went to Manny's Mexican Mexican and had some Mexican In the and
1: Crossroads and District.
0: A couple more drinks, and then.
1: Margarita was good there. Loved it.
0: Went home, went to work again today, and here we are. (laughs) We went to our weekly uh, tasting at the liquor store behind our house.
1: We did. It was great. Um, Today was uh, my favorite word. (laughs) A little bit of a clusterfuck for the tasting. Like when we walked up to the beer tasting, the guy wasn't there. And then he was like, "You have 12 minutes," and we're like, "Dude, we have an hour and 12 minutes." And then the wine lady, oh, <laughs> she had two people started on the wine tasting already. So because we weren't starting at the exact same time as us, there's six wines or five, five or six wines, something like that. That whiskey hit you a little hard. That's uh-huh. a, that's a cute face.
0: <laughs> it went down the wrong tube. I tried to breathe it instead of do swallow that it.
1: face again. I'm gonna take a picture and no, post thank you. It wasn't the face. Do it. It was like this. Do it.
0: I don't remember what I did.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, that whiskey went down a little hard, huh?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, the wine lady <laughs> poured us two at a time so that we could catch up. She's like, just, just throw it back and then I'll pour you the next one. Like, lady, that is not how you drink wine.
0: Yeah, usually the people describe it, tell you where it's from, but no, it's like <laughs> here, pound this wine.
1: Oh, she was funny.
0: I think she said she was filling in; she didn't really know what she I
1: was know. doing. I know. I, I, after I realized that, I, I liked her. I thought it was really funny. Didn't you?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's been a fun week. We've gotten out a lot. I thought we've done good, done well, done good. I don't know what the
0: right word. I believe it's well.
1: We've done well this week, honey bunny.
0: It's the beauty of being dinks.
1: Yes, that is true. That is true. Um, and then I think next weekend is Kansas City Porch Fest. And they're actually doing two Kansas City Porch Fests this year. So this is the spring version in the Valentine neighborhood, correct? Yep. On Saturday. So we'll probably be walking around checking out some bands and stuff on Saturday.
0: Then we're going to the Madrid for Coulter Wall on Sunday.
1: Oh, is that this Sunday?
0: Uh, next Sunday.
1: Oh, next. And that's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, how fun.
0: This okay. Sunday is Mother's Day. Shout out to all our moms listening. Love Hi, you, Mom. Mom. Love you. They're probably two of our regular listeners.
1: Yeah. 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 We love you, moms. We appreciate your support. Um, And then... Do you wanna do the announcement?
0: So we're under contract on another house.
1: Woo! Sorry, I was probably a little too close to the microphone for that.
0: We've gotten all- We our, found one! We've gotten all our inspections or most of them done. We liked
1: our offer.
0: We've got the chimney guy coming on Monday. And then my buddy Joey to come take a look at. Uh, this needs some new, some siding repairs. It's uh, wood shake, shingles, and the new a new paint company job. What's Columbia Construction. So
1: we're having him come look. Columbia Construction. But more than anything, the house was listed. We got a notification from Zillow. We texted our realtor and said, this is going to go today. Can we go see it? We went to go see it. We made a stellar freaking offer because it was under our budget, which is nice. So we were able to make a solid offer and they said, yes. So that's why we're in the inspection phase. So we did whole house.
0: Yeah, we did the whole house radon. inspection. right on.
1: We did termite, no termites. That's good.
0: Sewer. We did the, sewer. Cellar. The, the line from the house to the street had been replaced the city sewer. So that's nice. Yep. Reason we, that's why we lost our last house.
1: Yep. We were a little nervous about that.
0: Um, we had, and that was,
1: um, in another previous episode, if you want to hear more about that sewer mess debacle. So you'll have to tune into that.
0: We had the roof looked at today. It's on its last legs. Yep. Um, um
1: and then the Joey's coming with Columbia construction and, um, one more is coming. Chimney. chimney. Michael with Michael's Clean Sweep is coming on Monday to look at the chimney. It does not have a fireplace. The chimney is important in this house because the furnace and hot water heater are vented up through the chimney. So it needs to be looked at because of that. So we don't know how this is going to go yet. After this process goes, we've told you before, um, once you get everything back, you go back to the seller and say, you know, this is what we need help with or we're good as is or we don't want the house. It's yeah. essentially we want
0: more money or we need you to fix this or or we want the house as is
1: or whatever. <laughs> so there's a lot of options that come after we get all of our inspection reports in. Um so we're not a hundred percent there. We won't be a hundred percent there until closing day, quite honestly. But this is a lot further along than we've been able to get. This is lucky number seven that we've made an offer on. I think last episode we even said how long should we take the first season? Right. If we're just house hunting the whole time.
0: I think we looked at over a hundred houses so far. So Easily. we're
1: You think we're at 150 yet?
0: Uh, maybe we're we're kind of over it at this point but if it's not the right house it's not the right house i guess yeah still can't believe we didn't get the lot or i guess yeah the sewer one was two houses ago i guess we talked about the last one that they took less money for
1: Uh uh-huh yeah less money uh we made a better offer but they liked the other letter better that was in the last episode i think but yeah uh so this one uh, is in a great neighborhood. Our realtor actually shol- sold the neighbor their house, so she knows them. They're not weirdos, which is great. And so on the next episode, we'll be able to give you an update on how that process is going, which is really exciting. I think probably on Monday afternoon or something, we'll get together with our realtor and go through all the inspections and just say, like, love it, love it, love it hate it, love it, you know, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, by next episode, we should know if we have the house or not. Hopefully. Or the bank owns the house and lets us keep our stuff there while we pay it off for 30 years.
1: Exactly. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, next. So tune in for the next episode, right? Definitely. Oh, and um, if we do get this house... It as Zach said, it needs a lot of exterior work done because of the wood shakes. And so we'll probably have to repaint. And so we are taking exterior paint color suggestions. Just DM us at bar shopping on Instagram or Twitter. No red. We're we don't really want red. We're not into gray. Gray's a little boring for us. So somewhere in between red and gray, I think. Right?
0: That will probably be a blue or green color, I I would imagine. We're taking
1: color combo suggestions. So if you have any pictures that you love, houses, it's kind of fun to be able to pick what the exterior of your house looks like. I mean, technically you always can, but you're not always in a position where it has to be done and it doesn't have to be done. And you don't just have like five grand laying around. Why would you do that?
0: Yeah, we just need the front porch. We're probably going to. Thinking about just... Fix it up. Sanding it down and bringing it back to a natural wood color instead of painted. I think it'd be a nice contrast. Mm -hmm. And you want to paint the ceiling of the porch that blue color that's good for luck or whatever to let the spirits out.
1: Oh, yeah. Let me um, tell you that story. Uh... (laughs) paint blue is the color of it. I just picked the wrong article, but, um, we have in, if we do get this house, we have a nice front porch. Uh, it's a bungalow. So it has a nice front porch and the history is that you paint the ceiling inside the front porch, paint blue. Um, (laughs) This is a direct quote from one of my favorite websites, apartmenttherapy.com. And it says, once upon a time in the deep South, many people painted their porch ceilings a specific shade of haint blue, a soft blue green to ward off evil spirits called haints. Um, Although ghosts and goblins might not be Front of mind, for modern homeowners, many continue the tradition of the blue porch ceilings to keep ties to their home's southern roots. The blue porch hues aren't exclusively southern. Further up the east coast, blue porches are still prevalent in cities like Boston and Philadelphia, where Victorian homes are popular. Our light blue porch ceilings, paint blue it turns out, match the color of the sky perfectly and help visually extend daylight even after the sun has begun to set. So it's both practical and mythical. Pretty cool. Um, Sky blue paint might actually fool insects as well. So the, the point behind the sky blue paint blue on a porch ceiling is because it's supposed to look like the sky. And so instead of coming into your house, spirits will just go up if that makes sense and apparently it fools insects as well porches that are painted a soft blue will trick wasps and other insects into thinking it's sky and take their nests elsewhere so yes i want to paint our porch ceiling paint blue it has practical yeah and also little fun fact from kayla tonight You never know what you're going to learn on bar hopping and house shopping.
0: You learn that the Deep South is deeply Christian and at the same time deeply superstitious, which...
1: I was raised Christian and superstitious.
0: Which kind of um, clashes with each other.
1: That's why I don't like it when you put your hat on the bed, because that's bad luck.
0: I don't have any superstitions.
1: Well, you're very lucky. I do, and it, it's like a nervous tick. That's just how I was raised. I was raised superstitious.
0: Not a little stitious? Just super <laughs> Just
1: super, not little. I never do anything little. I always do everything super.
0: On that note, we'll see you next time.
1: See you or ne- er, hear you, talk to you next week. Love you. Well, hi, i um. Yay!